yeah, when we have a show, I'll call up, I'll see who's available, and yeah, we'll just play, and everybody's got something unique to bring to the table, so it ends up being a unique experience each time. But there's a lot of trust involved with, okay, they're gonna show up, they're gonna play their part, but they're also gonna be a good vibe, and they're gonna be fun to hang out with, because that's, that's more than half of it. Welcome to the Peach Jam Podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians from across the Peach State. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this week's episode, we're going to talk to a collective from Atlanta who can give us some insight on what the music scene is like here in Georgia. I'm Gus. I'm John. We're Fushi's Forecast. We're from Atlanta. We play, we're a jam band. We play rock music, funk music, folk music, and everything in between. So when you say everything in between, it, like that's the understatement of the day because your music is very, very hard to put a label on. Like It's, it's very hard to nail down. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the through current of a jam band is basically long improvised sections. And so what you do around that, the audiences are pretty open to it. So that's, that's kind of the main attractive reason as to why I got into it is to have that musical freedom to be able to express myself. Um, yeah, and kind of not have that limit or that pigeonhole of like, this is our genre. And so now even off the camera, I've got to, you know, wear a certain thing or act a certain way, yeah. Oh, do you, do you find that, really? That some people have to carry themselves in a certain way because of the music they play? Yeah, it's, I mean, totally, because it's, like, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's about what shows you're doing, but it's also about, you know, how you come across on social media and stuff like that, and I think there's, you know, some musicians, they're playing a part, and some musicians are, the part they're playing is themselves, and so I try to stay on that side of things. If you had to explain music, if you had to explain your music to people who've never heard it, how do you do that? Groovy. Oh, thanks, Gus. <laughs> yeah, no, that was fantastic. Yeah, you, yes. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, we'd probably just list, list out a random word like that and just hope, you know, hope they went and listened to it and hope they liked it. But, um... Yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of the different musicians that we play with like, also have like their own styles that like when we start improvising like they bring in their like the drummer's got like a lot of like Latin groove background and so like he can bring that into like the garden to like mm. to make it more you know authentic and, and real and um, 
so that's why it'll be hard to place because like he'll bring his style into there and then the bass player will bring his style into something else and i'll bring like some, some r&b and hip-hop into the one song that necessarily doesn't it's, it's not a and b song or anything but it's like that's like what i you know i've been growing up listening to so it's like that's why it's probably hard to place it's like all the different musicians are you know putting their own spin on it you can stick your head into the same You guys are kind of a collective of local musicians who work with other projects. Tell me how that works. Yeah, I think I think the amongst the musician circuits, I think the the circles are a lot smaller than people think. Um, actually, I was reading this book uh, called *Sapiens* by Yuval Noah Harari, and he was talking about like anybody's max social group is going to be 125 people. And so, if you think about that, every different scene is going to be a, roughly around 100 to 150 people. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, I uh, went to Georgia State, started playing at the School of Music there, started meeting people, and just became a part of that social group. And so, yeah, when we have a show, I'll call up, I'll see who's available, and, yeah, we'll just play, and everybody's got something unique to bring to the table, so it ends up being a unique experience each time. But there's a lot of trust involved with, okay, they're going to show up, they're going to play their part, but they're also going to be a good vibe and they're going to be fun to hang out with because that's that's more than half of it. So you're almost like a conductor of local music in, in and around Atlanta where you're you're plucking these guys out to play with you and, and create something that's going to be unique each time. Yeah, totally. And there's, there's certain staples, you know, certain changes we'll go through, but when we get into it, I want people to just express themselves. A lot of personal management, also, just like just like a like a conductor, not only of like the sound, but also of, of like the schedule and the and the and the who gets here on time and who brings this and who brings. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like moving parts. Somebody's got to bring the snacks. Somebody's got to bring the snacks. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did not, and I suffered <laughs> deeply. Yeah, Sam, Sam got a Reuben. Sam and Jacob, they called me at the right time. Do you, oh, do you get a sandwich too? I, I bought them their sandwich. Yeah, they so, asked. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> That's for later. Will you buy me lunch? Yeah. It's sweet. Let's, thank you. What makes the <laughs> what makes the music scene here unique like that, where it's kind of a family? Why why is that different than other places in the world or in the state, or is that common everywhere? Yeah, so so what I can tell from I haven't I haven't spent a serious amount of time in another city and another music scene, but what I've heard from people is that what makes it unique is you have the professionalism of say, you know, another big city, but you don't have the hierarchy as much. 
So any given night of the week, you can go out to a jam session. You can play with all of these people who are going out and playing with major artists, and they're happy to play with you. And I think that's something really unique that Atlanta has to offer, is just the willingness to play with somebody better than you, because ultimately, that's where you're going to make the biggest strides in your playing. And yeah, so I think, you know, this project taps into that. I think everybody here is like very accessible. Is and as long as like you're, there's a mutual respect. If you're out there, chasing it and working hard, and uh, everyone here just seems like, like I said, just accessible. Like you can hit somebody up and say, hey, I want to work, and they'll check out your work, and if they like it, they're like they're totally down to do it. No one's like, there's not like, oh, I've talked to this person to talk to this person, or it's like, oh, like you have to reach this person to get this person. It's like no, like everyone's just pretty open to, to working with, people. talking earlier, I asked you, I said, uh, you guys are from Atlanta, but what part? And you said, no, I'm from Atlanta. I grew up in Buckhead. And my first thought was, nobody grows up in Buckhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> who grows up in Buckhead? And then the I fact don't. that you're from Buckhead, I think, makes you interesting and, and unique just in that fact, because that's not usually somebody's hometown. Yeah, I mean, my, my experience in Buckhead was definitely interesting. Um, you know, there's the whole, like, Buckhead bubble if you've heard of that, and it's it can be like a very like insular community. And so I found, I had one view of the city for the majority of my childhood, and then as I started branching out and started meeting people from different parts of the city, I really like started to understand everything that the city had to offer. And so a lot of people that I grew up with ended up moving elsewhere, and to, I can't help but think like, you've missed out on this major part of this city, like this arts community and this togetherness that is really, it's really something cool and special.
do you find sometimes that people um, maybe automatically pass judgment on you because you grew up in an in a area of town that is, it, it's typically more expensive, it's typically more highfalutin? Yeah, I think I'm quicker to pass judgment on myself. Uh, I'm quicker to say like, maybe I don't have the right to be where I am or to do what I'm doing because of where I grew up or my circumstances. But luckily that's the one thing I can control is how I'm looking at myself. And so I know, I guess like the nuances of my situation and yeah, as I've gotten older, I've become just more okay with it. And I think I'm quicker to say, yeah, I grew up in Buckhead. And if somebody wants to find out more about me, they're absolutely welcome to. But if that's all they need to know, that's okay too. I think you, I don't think you give off that vibe either. Like I don't, I've never heard somebody be like, "Oh, John's from Buckhead," you know? Like, mm -hmm. like they're just like, "Oh, John's cool," and they're like, "Oh, he's from Buckhead." Like that's crazy because like you don't give off like that vibe. Yeah. So people are like, "Ah, yeah," you know? Well, yeah, I've definitely had people be surprised by it. I was surprised by it. Yeah. I want to hold your hand. I hope you'll stay. If you say that you found another man I'll close my eyes and pretend We'll be together again I saw you today, and that's a start. My time's been hazy, my life's been a daze, and I don't know why. But you've been on my mind. I said you've been on my mind. Do you find uh, when you're traveling around the southeast and, and especially when you're traveling around the state of Georgia, do you find that uh, people are surprised, just like Gus was saying, surprised that, oh man, this guy's cool and he's from the city? Or are they very welcoming in the small towns? A lot of times they don't even ask. You know, say where you probably say Atlanta. And then <laughs> they're just like, okay, cool. And then we just play. Like, I think the cool thing about music is that it just completely neutralizes the playing field. You know, it's just like a sound, it's a vibration, you can't see it at all. And so it doesn't matter, it's like you close your eyes, it doesn't matter where somebody's from, what they look like, what they did yesterday or what they're doing tomorrow because the only thing that's really happening is what they're doing then and that's what people typically go off. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's nice when the music speaks for itself and we try to stay in that moment as much as we can.
This moment will never end. Well, Gus mentioned that he grew up listening to more R&B and hip hop. So what what was that? Give me some of the names. Like Trey Songs is a big one for me. Um, a lot of like Lil Wayne and Eminem, or like, you know, talking about like childhood stuff like back then. Um, and then like recently it's turned into more like soul and disco, I mean, Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, just like the type of music I, you know, I love. It's and just... then John, how about you? When I was, let's see, probably in high school, I was listening to a lot. I started getting really into like Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. I went through a huge 70s phase, 70s like blues rock phase. Then that kind of turned into a funk phase. I got really into the meters. Um, I guess as far as like modern bands, I started getting into Snarky Puppy, Ghost Note, uh, Olofela Kuti, a Nigerian funk artist. And yeah, like really anything that just like makes me want to move is kind of what I'm looking for, but. That might be the most yeah. random answer somebody's ever given me. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a, if it just floats across. Nigerian funk artist, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, he's dope, he's dope. Oh my God, Fela Kuti is like, yeah. it's, the it's groovy. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. And then so you're bringing that to what you're doing here with this kind of southern funk fusion thing. Southern what, funk fusion thing. Yeah. yeah. That's going is on that the it? That's I, going I, on the, yeah. I didn't mean to put a label on it. No, 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 no. We found one. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, so you're bringing all of these random, seemingly random influences in and just blending them all together. Yeah. Well, I'm actually really into Zakir Hussain, if you want random. Uh, I started playing tabla. It's an Indian hand drum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your word for it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, I think if somebody, it's like when somebody says good music is good music, I'm a huge subscriber to that. If somebody is like really in the moment and they're feeling it and they're expressing themselves through the music it doesn't matter if it's got like a bluegrass style or a metal style or whatever because they're just expressing themselves and it's yeah it's going to be just just as good as you know walking down the street and you meet somebody and everybody's going to be a little bit different you never say oh i only like this type of person everybody's got something to offer hey we are fushi's forecast and this is the garden
what you always wanted to do yeah since when since i was like four oh, really? <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah, since i can remember yeah i started singing um i remember there was like i had a guitar recital when i was when i was a kid i was take guitar lessons and we did a recital and one time i asked if i could play an original song and it was the second song i wrote and i played it and i remember somebody came up to me afterwards and they said they really believed in my music and i was like 14 or 15 and that kind of hearing that kind of ignited something in me because I had, you know, I'd always enjoyed it, but I guess to hear somebody else was enjoying it too. And that that provided value for them was like, okay, cool. So I can, I can do this in, you know, both a selfish and selfless kind of way. Gus, were the, was the piano always your main instrument? That's what you were playing today. Yeah, 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 yeah. it has been. Like I started when I was five. And um, like I, I produce and sing on top of that as well, but like the piano's always been like the first, and like my, my introduction to music was, was piano. And uh, in a similar way, I just as like the more I grew, the more I loved it. And like by like 16 or 17, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. Like I don't, I want, I want to really do this. And like it was the belief. Like my, I um, was asking my friends, I was like, you think I could do this? Or, like like I asked like uh, my two best friends, like I asked Berman. Um, if I was like, you really think I'm good at this? And I trust his opinion. He's a really intelligent guy. And he was like, yeah, dude, I really think you got something. And I was like, all right. And then I just kept going. And then I just kept doing it. That's what's interesting to me. What I'm hearing from you guys is that 
it's all about being supported by the people who are around you and being supported by the people who you trust and you trust their opinions and that love you. Totally. And letting them say, no, you're really good at this and, and pushing you because there's got to be days where you don't feel like it. There's got to be days where you feel bad at it. Of course. And then, and then like, our, like, all our, like, it's not like, like we paid everybody to come out here. You know what I mean? Like, they believe in, like, what we're doing. Like, like where we're at, I guess where we're at right now, it's like, like, we're just building people that believe in what we're doing and we can't pay everybody what they're worth right now, but they believe in what we're doing to the point where one day, like we will be able to. And like, so it's like not even like support from the family. It's like, it's like support, like all the time from people that like continue to believe. And it's like amazing. To, able to, to be able to bring six other people out here of that quality, totally that, that caliber of musician out here because you guys are having fun and they believe in it and they want to join you. Totally. Yeah. And again, that goes back to speaking to the music community that we have in Atlanta and in Georgia as a whole, that these people are all supporting each other. Yeah, it's, I think there's a mutual understanding that it's like if any of those guys called me at any time and they, and they really needed me to be there, I'd be there, you know? And I think that it goes both ways. And luckily this is midday on a Tuesday. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because everybody's got gigs this weekend. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was really good timing, but yeah, at the, at the same time, like every single person showed up today for the love of music. And my whole thing is just maximizing that. You know, if we always keep it at that, then it's always gonna be a good thing and it won't turn into another job because God knows we can do anything else and make a lot more money. <laughs> but, but this is something special. And even like being with all of y'all here, like. I mean, you all have an amazing team, an amazing crew, and that makes such a difference. Thanks for listening to this episode with Fushi's Forecast. You can find their complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. This podcast is recorded live in the GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. Join us next time when our guest will be a punk band that's a little bit older than most punk bands. Yeah. Like, we're getting older, and... Yeah. A lot of our friends, it's called dropped out of punk. Yeah. When you stop playing shows, you stop going to shows, and it's just, it's nice. Every show is a gift, um, especially when you're geezers in your mid-30s like us. Yeah. No offense to everybody older than that in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, excuse me, it's just <laughs> us in the room. That's it. Yeah. New Junk City is on the next episode of the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Chris Howe, our director of photography. Michael Harris, our production coordinator. Rick Smith of RS Lighting is our lighting director. And our sound engineering was provided by Sounds Good. Be sure to join me for the next episode. And in the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area.